It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in the third and final hour here on the program. And that means I'm just an hour away from getting to go home and getting some sleep. I've slept six hours the past 48. So, uh, yeah, I think I need a nap. I need something to eat first, then a nap. And uh, one of those things I'd like to eat is Gator. That caller called in and asked where... where um, you can find Gator around here on on the menu, and I, I I know I saw it somewhere, but I can't think of where it was. But if you know, you can give me a call, 508-996-0500. A couple of programming notes for you. One, tomorrow we will not be joined by New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell. I, I, from my understanding, he, he will be traveling again tomorrow. Um, that's what I was told last week, if I remember correctly. All the days are blurring together in my head, lack of sleep. But um, I think that's the plan. But also... Later on this week, probably Friday morning, if all goes according to plan, uh, we will have a conversation with Senator Ed Markey. And that conversation is going to be about AM radio because electronic, electronic, electric vehicle manufacturers have begun emitting AM radio from their vehicles because I guess it causes some electrical interference. And so they have, rather than try to figure out how to solve that problem and keep the AM radios in the vehicles, they've said, hey, you know what? People use smartphones now. If they're buying an electric vehicle, they're, they're, they're an app person. A WBSM listener who buys an electric vehicle, and uh, trust me, despite what the phone callers might tell you, there are people that listen to the station that, that buy and drive electric vehicles. Uh, they might, you know, listen to the app. So when they get into the car, they're utilizing the digital dashboard uh, to have, you know, the app running. So they don't need an AM radio in the car. Plus, WBSM's on FM now. They, they don't need an AM radio. But Senator Markey is urging these manufacturers to keep the AM radio and, and FM because that might be a move they make in the future to keep those in electric vehicles because of the importance of AM radio in emergency situations. The importance of stations like this and local stations that can get you local information that you will need to know. And yeah, you can get so much stuff from social media these days and from from websites, but he wants to keep that connection in the vehicle between the AM radio and the listener. And I of course, I have a vested interest in that. I want to see the same thing happen. So uh, we're going to have him on to talk about that. If um, if everything works out according to plan, we, we set aside the time and a schedule uh, to be able to have the phone call. And, and I'll give you all a heads up and break the fourth wall a little bit here. We're going to pre-record it because of his schedule. So when we, when we air it on the show, it will not be live. So you will not be able to call in and ask questions of Senator Markey. But we will have him on to discuss why this is an issue and uh, and what he is doing to try and solve the issue. So that should be that should be something I think we'll be able to run that on Friday morning. So stay tuned. 508-996-0500 we were talking about well if you want to hear a good 
back and forth over the rent stabilization issue. Listen to last night's edition of South Coast Tonight. Listen to the whole show, of course, but particularly the second hour uh, when Chris McCarthy uh, kind of butted heads a bit with Councilor at Large Shane Burgo over the rent stabilization issue and pointed out the fact that the commission that Councilor Burgo was appointed the head of, uh, the Housing Committee, it's got a longer term, but we'll just call it the Housing Committee, and that in 15 months he's only had three meetings of that committee and the total amount of time those meetings have lasted has been less than three hours. So Chris's point was, you know, that committee is where you should be trying to solve these housing issues and coming up with a plan that you would be presenting to the voters for rent stabilization instead of just a question with no plan behind it. You know, what have you been doing? And Councillor Burgo's response to that was that he has been working on housing in other ways with the home group, with the ARPA funding, trying to make sure that uh, a portion of the ARPA funding went to help, help with housing. And so he and he said, you know, first of all, being a freshman counselor, having the ARPA votes, then going into budget season, all of that stuff combined made it so that they just didn't have the time to get those meetings scheduled and that he plans on having more in the future. But, you know, Chris's point is that's where the discussion should be happening and we're not hearing any discussion about this. You're coming up with this question and then coming out and telling us why you have the question, but there's no discussion leading up to that. So check it out, listen to it, give it a listen. It's, it's fascinating. And then also earlier in the, in this show, and I'll do it later on in the hour. Again, I laid out my case for why voters should keep the Community Preservation Act, why they should keep giving a portion of their property tax, a surcharge on their property tax to the Community Preservation Act, because on average, it is costing the average New Bedford property owner $6.86 a month. Under 7 bucks for all of the great things that you get from the CPA. And, oh, by the way, the free matching money that comes along with it, too. As I pointed out earlier, $7.2 million in free money that the city got for these projects because they are opted into the Community Preservation Act program. Anyway, 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Uh, good morning. Uh, the subject of the alligator. Yes. Uh, I, I know where you can buy uh, uh, alligator jerky, but I don't know uh, on a menu, so to speak. Uh, the place in the brick uh, brick market uh, place in uh, Newport. Brick, mm-hmm. What do they call brick Brick market? I think it's called brick market. Yeah. There's a store in there that sells everything on the planet that walks as a jerky. You know, I and think I've I, had their jerky when they when they would be at Rhode Island Comic Con. I think that's the company that comes in and sets up the table there. And I've I've tried a lot of the stuff they have. Yeah, I've I've actually tried the alligator, and and uh, it's it's not bad. No, I you know what I like is the python jerky. I haven't had that one yet. It's 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 it, they it's it, I don't know if it's because they season it that way, but it's it's got a good peppery kick, really good. Wow. Yeah, you know, I think if they took jerky and blindfolded you. You probably wouldn't be able to identify species from species, I guess. Yeah, and you know, and sometimes I wonder, like, how much flavor difference is there between one or the other? But if you go and you have, like, say, buffalo compared to hamburger, there's a big difference. Yes. So I would assume yes, that if I, you're, I, you know, in a jerky situation, there's a difference between buffalo and beef. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I thought I'd just pass that along. Thank you so much. Have a good Thank day. You. Bye. And, you, you know, I, I like the, the weird things that you can eat, the weird things that are on the menu at a lot of places around here. Uh, and I, I should keep better track of it in my head as to where you can get them. But I, I'm, I'm trying to think of where it was. I saw a gator on 
somebody's menu. I wonder if it was the new barbecue place in Plymouth. Sarah, if you're listening, send me a text. Let me know. Do you have Gator on the menu over there? A friend of mine works there. That might be what I was thinking of. I'll try to look it up on the menu during the break. But if you've never had Gator, there's a couple of different ways people prepare it. Uh, you can have it. Uh, gator sausage is very popular. And that's the one you can get over at TJ's at the Bourne Bridge. They have all kinds of uh, wild game sausage. And you can also have it like, it's almost like calamari. Like they cut up the tail meat and they deep fry it. And you dip it in, you know, like a remoulade or like the caller, the caller was telling me about she had like a spicy salsa. They called it uh, swamp sauce. And then also you can have it kind of like chicken. The first time I ever tried alligator, that's how I had it. It was, it was like chicken and it was in a pasta. That's also how I had rattlesnake the first time. The same way. Like, you know, what's it, Chili's or one of those restaurants has rattlesnake pasta and it's just like chicken and jalapenos and like an Alfredo. No, no, no. This was actual rattlesnake pasta uh, with um, with lots of chunks of rattlesnake that were very good. So if you know of any of those, if you know of a place we can get any of that kind of stuff, let us know. There's Just keep in mind, there's folks that think it's weird that you want to eat goat and rabbit. So keep that in mind. <laughs> I think I think if you can eat it, I want to eat it. Unless it's cottage cheese or beef liver. So let's go back to the CPA issue. And again, I'm going to lay out the numbers for you again. Because this this is, it's a question I just can't understand. I can't understand why this is what the counselors who proposed it, Council President Morad who proposed it, is looking at as a way to save taxpayers money. I don't, again, I'm, I'm trying to take them at face value and say, I believe you that people complained about it, but I don't know if there's a lot of people complaining about it. The Community Preservation Act, if you don't know what it is, in 2014, New Bedford voters approved becoming part of this program where there is, there could be up to a 3% surcharge. That's what communities are allowed to to issue. It could be up to 3%. New Bedford voted on a 1.5% surcharge on your property taxes. So 1.5% of your property taxes goes to this community preservation fund, which is then matched by the state. And then that money is taken and used for things like housing, historic preservation, open space, recreational space, things along those lines. And I went through a list earlier today of some of the projects that were done. I'm just going to mention a few a few of them again. So recently, New Bedford approved a number of projects. Well, there were 23 that were that were recommended for funding. And I went through some of them. Restoration of the Capitol Theater, affordable housing at Temple Landing, uh, digitizing the Whaling Museum archives, uh, taking care of the paintings, conserving the paintings of the New Bedford Public Library, uh, digitizing whaling journals and logbooks, uh, the house porch on the on the car, on the uh, the porch on the William H. Carney House. Um, again, building the playground at Carney Academy, uh, create uh, the playground at the Boys and Girls Club. A number of things, and you can read it all read all about it on the city website. 
There's also a website called communitypreservation.org that lists all of the projects for New Bedford. You can search New Bedford and find all of the CPA projects and find out what state they're in. Not what state, like we know they're in Massachusetts, like what state of progress they're in. And you can see a little bit more detail about what those projects actually entail. So you can see all of that and see all of how your CPA money has gone to use. You know how else you can see how it's gone to use? Walk around the city. Take a drive around the city. Go to a park. Go to the go to a historic site and you can see CPA money at work. Go to affordable housing locations and you can see CPA money at work. And let me break it all down for you one more time. The average home price in New Bedford, Zillow said it was 350000 Redfin said it was 353000 So I said, you know what? Let me go with the higher amount. So taking that 353000 and the tax rate that was set by the council a few months ago, $15.54 per $1,000 of valuation. So if your home is valued at $353,000 and at that fifteen fifty four per thousand, the average taxpayer in New Bedford is paying for residential. This is the residential rate, by the way. The average taxpayer is paying $5,485.62. So let's just round that up to $5,500. You're paying $5,500 a year in property tax on average. So I took that tax average and I figured out what is 1.5% of that. And it comes out to 82.29. So let's call it 80 bucks. 80 bucks a year you are paying to be part of the CPA program to make these improvements around the city and to get matching money, free money. I know it's not free because it all comes from the taxpayers one way or the other, but you are getting money that doesn't have to come from from the city tax collection to be able to make these projects happen. It boils down to a monthly contribution for the average New Bedford homeowner of $6.86. Less than $7 a month for you to be part, for for you to see the benefit of the CPA. So I don't want that to be lost in the conversation when, when you look at the ballot in November and it says, do you want to, and it's not going to say, do you want to repeal the CPA because of the language that has to be used. But when you look at that question and you're trying to vote, do I want to repeal the CPA? Hmm. Just know all you're saving is seven bucks a month on average. Obviously, if your home is worth more, it's a little bit more. If your home is worth less, it's a little bit less, but that's what you're saving. Seven dollars. Let me, let me just throw out what $7 means. Subway doesn't even do $5 footlongs anymore. They, they don't do that promotion. And a Subway sandwich is mostly bread and vegetables. And you can't even get those for $7. What else does $7 not get you? Most streaming services are more than $7 a month. You probably burn $7 a month's worth of gas idling your car because you don't want to get in the car when it's too cold. When you use that auto start before you go outside, you're probably burning $7 worth of gas a month. 
That's what we're talking about. Less than a pack of cigarettes. Less than a $10 scratch ticket. Less than a six-pack of beer. The equivalent of, I don't know, two, maybe three gallons of milk. So that's what we're talking about. And that's that's what the council is saying we will deduct from your taxes so that you don't worry about how much money we're paying in salary reclassifications and all these other things over here. Don't look over there. Look over here. Look at the seven bucks a month we just saved you. But you're not going to get all of these great community preservation programs going. If you do want to do all those things, well, that's going to have to come out of the city tax money or we're going to hope that we can get grants for it. But otherwise, this 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 great – and, and that's the thing. Some communities don't need the CPA. Some communities don't need it because they, they have private donors who take care of things like this or they have enough in the budget to be able to do it just straight up out of taxpayer money or they don't have these facilities. They don't have these historic things to preserve. They don't have this open space to uh, take care of and to expand. Instead, the people get seven bucks in their pocket. I mean, I know it's not it's not equivalent. It's different evaluations and all that, but you know what I mean. They get to keep that little bit, that pittance of their tax. They get to keep in their pocket, but they don't get all those benefits. You know, it's kind of the cost of living in a great historic city that has so many great amenities for you to utilize. There's a cost with that. And by doing this, it it hopefully keeps it so that the city doesn't have to say, you know, we need to come up with a, a in the capital plan, we need to come up with a way to do all these projects. No, it's done through the CPA with matching money. $7.2 million has been matched, has been given in matching money. Over saving you seven bucks a month. So I just, I want it to be out there. I want everybody to know exactly what it is if they're going to vote on it in November. It might not make the ballot. It might not make the ballot because as Councillor Burgo said last night on South Coast Tonight, he's pretty sure that Mayor Mitchell is going to veto the three questions that they put on that the, the council voted to have put on the ballot. So that would be the house, the rent stabilization, the putting the mayor's term back to two years. We knew he was going to be against that. And getting rid of the CPA. He's going to veto all of those. The council has enough votes already to override his veto on the rent stabilization question. They probably have the votes to override a veto on the mayor's term. I'm just guessing based on the climate of the relationship between the two sides. But I don't think the votes are there if the mayor vetoes the CPA question. Because I know counselors who have talked with me about 
how much they like that program and the change that it's been able to do in their wards or in their neighborhoods or even just in the city as a whole. When when Councilor Abreu was the council president and he came on every week, we talked frequently about CPA projects and about things that were able to be done through that program. I've got to think he may have, you know, he wasn't there when they voted because he was out for personal reasons. I've got to think that he would have been against it, but maybe if he even did vote for it, you know, as I mentioned to Jack Spillane, some of the councilors might have voted for that just because they said, yes, let's put it to the people. You know, I might want to see it kept, but let's put it to the people to see what they think. As he said, he called that a dangerous game because you run the risk of, you know, the, the, the right marketing, so to speak, causing you to lose that. So I don't think I don't think that the appetite is there across the council to get rid of that. But I don't I don't know. They might know more than I do. I'm sure they know more than I do about it. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. If you, <laughs> uh, TF thumbs in New Bedford, you can't buy a lousy bag of chips for seven dollars, <laughs> and half of that bag is going to be air. At least, uh, at least when you're buying, when you're putting money into the CPA, it isn't half air. It's it's the other half is the same amount of money that you put in the CPA. Oh, that was a good one. You know what? You can't. You know what you can't get for seven dollars either is uh, a bag of those pretzels that I like. Was it Dots pretzels? You you can't get those for like under nine bucks. But I still buy them every once in a while because they're worth it. Best pretzels ever. If you haven't tried them, well, I don't know. I think you should, but also you might get addicted and then it becomes a costly habit. Hey, some people smoke, some people eat Dots pretzels. 508-996-0500. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a few moments. I saw her sitting in the rain. family there, Newport's own Cowsville family. I know that I played that uh, earlier when I was producing Sheriff... Uh, I'm going to keep doing that. When I was producing Tom Hodgson this morning filling in for Phil, uh, but that's a song worth hearing twice a day. Absolutely. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. It's me again. I just found um, they had the alligator uh, sausage at the butcher shop in New Bedford. Oh, I don't know why I didn't even think of that in the first place. I know, me either. They have everything, goats, all that stuff. I just called and she said that they might have just run up with it, get another order in, and I'm gonna, I have to call back for the son to come in, and he's going to tell me uh, what other kind of alligator to carry. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. So then I'll try the... Uh, well, you'll have, to, right. you'll have to let me know what, yeah. you, what, what you think of how it comes out. I've never had the um, alligator sausage. You? I, I have. I had it in New Orleans, and I I really liked it. I thought that it was. Okay. Um, I thought it was very tasty. I had it with a little bit of uh, like um, spicy brown mustard on it. That that's okay. that's what I put okay. on. Okay. 
Okay. All right. You Thanks. have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. The, uh, the alligator mystery solved. So if you've never tried alligator, I, I recommend it. Really good. Uh, Chris in New Bedford sends in an app chat message. In reality, let's look at why the voters of this city would vote on the CPA. The only ones who pay that are the taxpayers, which unfortunately are a small percentage-wise number in the city at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I think if you are a renter and you go to vote and you see this question and you say, well, it affect me, honey, you, you vote, yeah, let's, let's just keep it. But it does affect you because whatever your landlord is paying in taxes, that that comes back on you. But I don't think I don't think seven dollars a month on average is going to be a deal breaker. And you know the other thing too is if, if you know the commercial properties they pay a higher rate, so it's a little bit more, but not that much more. So it, I just I think that this is a lot of. Um, posturing with this proposal this is like look we're trying to find a way to save you money okay seven bucks thanks thanks for the eighty dollars in my and and i'm sorry i don't mean to mock it if you are somebody who struggles to come up with an extra seven dollars a month if you are somebody who struggles at the when it's time to pay your property taxes to have an other an extra eighty dollars i know that a lot of property owners are on fixed incomes in the city. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to belittle that. I'm just saying that in terms of what you can carve off of people's you know uh, obligation to pay, I don't know that this is high up there and I I really don't know how much there is a call for getting rid of this. As Jack said yesterday, Council President Morad was against it. When they voted for it in 2014. So she's probably hearing from people who are against it because people know that she's against it. People were saying, hey, you know what might help me out is if I could get rid of this this $7 a month I'm paying for the Community Preservation Act. Because they know that that's a sympathetic ear for wanting that to happen. But maybe other counselors are hearing from from their constituents, oh, no, I, I don't want to keep that. 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. You might disagree with me. Sure. I I can understand why people get outraged of this only word, only seven something a month. Mm-hmm. My cable only goes up all the time, a few bucks, sometimes five, and nothing changes. I don't add anything. Then only the newspaper I had to drop the newspaper. I couldn't afford all of these onlys that keep adding to my budget. Sure, and I, I totally understand that, and I'm totally sympathetic to that. But also, look at the only from the other perspective. Mm-hmm. They're only saving you $7 a month when they could find a way to save you significantly more. Okay, but $7 a month comes out to how much a year? 80 bucks. Okay. People could, I can understand why people could put that money to a better use or for themselves. I never went on vacation for uh, since the 1980s. I drive a 20-year-old car, so I try my best to stay within my budget, and I can. I succeed. I'm a homeowner. I succeed because I put my money first to pay my bills, but I'm not going to keep paying other people's bills because they're, they're greedy, and they could 
make cuts themselves. But do you do you see the benefit of the CPA and and, and the and the projects Before that it brings they in? They even had that; they were able to survive. I I don't know. I mean, I think you're get you're leaving seven point two million dollars in on the table. There's lots of grants. There's a lot of waste in the city all the time. And that's my point: is that you could find a different way to save people probably more money than just eighty bucks if you put the effort into that, as opposed to saying like, let's get rid of the CPA. Well, I I really think that Dick they take out seven more dollars or so on my taxes all the time. That really aggravates you because the taxes are going to go up anyways, and I'm going to even pay more than ba- the the basis that you're saying. Sure, and when the taxes go up, so will the whatever the CPA payment is too. Yes, everything, and I feel sorry for people who can't make their ends meet. I'm able to make my ends meet. I'm blessed in that, but I can understand. The person who makes less than me, then if I had a lot of money and said, it's only this, if I make more than them, the only I can survive, I can do it. If I want to volunteer and do something, if I want to volunteer at the Zyterian. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, they're struggling, and people don't see that. No, I mean, I think anything that they can come up with that can help you with that struggle helps. Yes. So, all right. Well, thank you for the call. You're welcome. Have a good day. And, you know, and I I don't mean to belittle that caller at all, but the same people who say, you know, well, if you can't afford to live here, go move out of the city. You you wouldn't say that to that person, right? You wouldn't say to them, oh, you, you you can't afford the tax bill that you're paying? Sell your house and go move somewhere else. So I don't know why you're saying it to other people, too. 508-996-0500, 508-996-0500, you are next on WBSM. Hi, good morning, Tim. It's on your mind. Hi, um, I got an idea to raise some revenue. Sure. Since, since the homeowner pays a lot of taxes, right, for all the different things in the city, how about if you charge all the renters a dollar a month, and then the city can collect all that money, and that can go towards all these things, and that way everyone pays a fair share. The renters are already paying their fair share by paying the landlord. Yeah, but a dollar a month, what's, what's that? So then the yeah, landlord yeah, can charge a dollar more a month in the rent. Yeah, and then that goes to the to the city. What do you do to the renters that don't pay that dollar? Do you tell them they have to get kicked out of their house? Well, no, that's, that's it's just an idea, but I think it's a good idea. It's one way of renting, creating revenue. So everyone is talking about these programs, so everyone pays a fair share. And everyone's but they're already paying their fair share. They pay the rent. So, so isn't the homeowner. Well, so, so you got thousands and thousands of renters, more than homeowners, I imagine. So that, just a dollar a month, twelve dollars a year. What's wrong with that? You pay seven hundred dollars a month. Now you pay seven hundred one. I, I you pay that in McDonald's when you go to McDonald's. I I don't mean to belittle your idea, but I don't think that that's the answer to it. Why? Because why why would you do it when you're already collecting the property taxes from the property owner? It's an extra dollar. That's a lot of money. How many thousands of people pay rent in the city of Nevada? I mean, you're looking at I don't know thirty to forty thousand dollars. So you want you want to create a system in which you have to now go and make sure that every person in the city pays that dollar or every renter because there'd just be the person's name on well, the lease. I would assume. Well, it to everybody because since the homeowner pays a lot of taxes I don't, on their property, I don't agree with you that it's fair. The the renter is paying the rent. So is the homeowner paying the taxes and the soil so, bill? And so the then water raise bill the rent a dollar. 
What's that? Then raise the rent a dollar. That's what I'm saying. Rent a, and then that, then the, the rent goes a dollar, and then the homeowner takes the dollar at the end of the year. Oh, you okay? And, I I thought you were saying have the individual pay it. Uh, no, uh, no. I if you charge each renter an extra dollar at the end of the year, you you cut a check for the city of New Bedford for the amount you collected from the renters. That's thousands of dollars to your cause. I don't. I don't know. Why not? That's fair. That's I, a fair share. Everyone pays I, their way. I, I, Everybody I just, wants I think a good you're, program, but they don't want to all pay their way. Their way. Why not? They're already paying their way. They pay so the rent. The homeowner. Oh my God! Why don't you? Why don't you understand this? I do understand it. I understand it very well. So you, you just want you just want to charge an arbitrary thing to make it so that they just have to have had paid something. That's no, what it's really about. No, it's about being fair for everybody. You know if what's you fair? Paying your rent when you have to pay your rent. So doesn't the homeowner he pays his taxes every Oh my god. I'm, all right, we're talking in circles. I got to take a break. Yeah. Have a good Think day. About it. I will. Thank you. I thought about it, made my head hurt, done thinking about it. 508-996-0500. Call in and chime in. We'll be back in a few. songs to play on the bass when I when I tried to play bass. Anyway, a couple of programming notes for you. Of course, stay tuned later on today uh, during the Barry Richards show and during the Howie Carr show. Phil Paleologos will be calling in live from New Bedford Day down in Fort Myers, Florida. He's actually in North Fort Myers, Florida at the Shell Factory. It is a it's a great place. Uh, it's a big gift shop and restaurant and all this great stuff they have all on the property. And they've got a big patio area where they're going to have a bunch of tents, you know, to shield them from that 80-degree sunny weather with the clear skies and all of that. Anyway, they're going to all be gathered together there, whether it be the transplants or the snowbirds. Everybody's going to get together and hang out for a few hours. And uh, and Phil will be calling in during Barry's show and during Howie's show uh, to keep us up to date with everything that's going on down there at New Bedford Day. So check that out. And then later on this evening on South Coast Tonight, uh, during the 7 p.m. hour, uh, Marcus will be talking with Paul Chase, who is, uh, of course, the president of the Realtors Association. They they put out a statement already being against this rate rent stabilization proposal. So Paul Chase is going to come in with Marcus and talk about it more in depth this evening on South Coast Tonight. That's at 7 o'clock. And, of course, you can hear that program Every Saturday from seven, uh, every Saturday, every, sorry, Marcus, I'm still stuck in the Marcus Ferrer show, I guess. Uh, you can hear South Coast tonight every weeknight from seven to 10. Oh man, I really got to get some sleep. The, the three hours I got last night is not working for me. Uh, but of course, um, you can also check out all of their podcasts as well. If you ever miss the show, they're all available at WBSM.com on the WBSM app or wherever podcasts are found. All right. I do have to take one more final break for the morning and, uh, and then we can wrap things up with you. Stay tuned. This is how we do it. 
And you know how we do it? We do it half off at SeizeTheDeal.com. That's where you can get yourself all kinds of great deals. If you go to SeizeTheDeal.com right now, you can find $50 to Mayflower Tavern for just 25 bucks. You can find $25 to Sid's Grab and Go for just twelve fifty, and you can get $20 to Panchero's Mexican Grill for just 10 bucks. Those are just some of the deals right now available at SeizeTheDeal.com. And, of course, we always have great new deals going up there each and every day, so you want to make sure that you bookmark it and that you are always checking back because we know here on the South Coast how important it is to have great food but also to save some money as well. And speaking of food, you know, we, we talk a lot about today, we talked a lot about people who need, people who are in need, people who are struggling. And really, the, the thing that breaks everybody's hearts the most is when it's a kid that has to struggle. Young kids should never, ever have to go hungry. That's why we here at WBSM are partnering with the United Way of Greater New Bedford for the spring edition of Hunger Heroes Food Drop, made possible thanks to Primacare and First Citizens Federal Credit Union. So we're going to be collecting items to serve to school-aged children in our area with nutritious packaged meals and snacks to keep them fed over the upcoming April school vacation week. We're going to be doing this at Aldi in Dartmouth on Saturday, March 25th from 10 a.m. to noon. You don't have to get out of your car. All you have to do is pull up to us and we will come on over. We'll take the, the bags out of the back seat. We'll take the bags out of the trunk. You don't even have to get up. We will take care of everything. To see what it is that you can donate, check out the article at WBSM.com, and that will have all the information about what you can and, and can't donate for this. But again, it's going to be happening Saturday, March 25th from 10 a.m. to noon. We're going to just go to your car and take it out. You don't even have to get out. But I do want to stress that it is a change. It's going to be at Aldi in Dartmouth. Now, we've done it previously at the Buttonwood Park Warming House. That's probably where you're used to going. Not this time. We're going to be doing it at Aldi. We're going to try and move it around, get it to some different places. And so we will be at Aldi in Dartmouth, Saturday, March 25th, from 10 to noon. All you have to do is fill up the bags or boxes or whatever it is with the items that you want to donate. And again, you can see the list at WBSM.com. You pull up, we take it out of your car, and we say thank you. That's it. You don't you don't have to get up. You don't have to shut the car off. You don't have to park. None of that. We make it super easy. And then the United Way will take all of that, package it together, and make those nutritious meal packages and snack packages for kids for during school vacation week. And I, I always appreciate everybody that comes out and donates those. I'm sure the kids appreciate you as well. But it's also just great to see the listeners and talk to the listeners in person. So I'm um, looking forward to that. All right. Well, that'll do it for me for today. Coming up, we have Bill O'Reilly. After that, Barry Richard. And of course, Phil will be calling in from New Bedford Day with Barry. Then he'll also be calling in with Howie Carr a little bit later on. And then after that, we will have South Coast tonight. Uh, Paul Chase will be the guest at 7 o'clock from the Realtors Association talking about this rent stabilization issue. And if you haven't heard the podcast from last night on South Coast Tonight, definitely give it a listen, especially hour two when they really got into that issue. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. We won't have the mayor with us from my understanding, but we will have plenty of time to talk with you. And until tomorrow, I hope everybody out there has a great day and enjoys every alligator sausage sandwich.